0: And this episode of Juice Guru Radio is brought to you by TryBest, making healthy, living easy. My favorite juicer this year is the TryBest Elite. It's phenomenal. I use it every day. Well, every three days because the juice will last you up to three days. I just make it in batches, put it in the refrigerator, and I'm good to go for three days. Find out more about it at JuiceGuru.com.
1: Well, welcome Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak.
0: Hello and welcome. Welcome to another edition of Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak, and it's great to be with you. And today, we've got Allison Rivers-Sampson. She's a self-care coach, speaker, and workshop leader who helps women make room for themselves turn workouts into personal play dates and makes healthy eating feel indulgent and we're going to hear more about her and how i'm connected to her right after this so stay tuned for our episode with allison river samson
1: did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today the juice guru certification program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time find out more at juicecoachtraining.com Juice Guru Radio.
0: Hello and welcome back to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve. We've got Allison Rivers-Sampson. I said she's a self-care coach, speaker, workshop leader, and certified plant-based nutrition coach from Cornell University. Received her training as a health and wellness coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And as I was saying, I know her for 20 years. She ran Allison's Gourmet the first online vegan bakery and chocolatier. I can't believe it was 20 years ago, but so let's welcome to Juice Guru Radio right now, Allison Rivers-Sampson.
1: Hi, thank you. So happy to be here, Steve. Well,
0: thank you, Allison. Thank you for joining. And gosh, we go way back. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. We do. So how did you go from being a vegan chef? You had the most successful vegan bakery online back when, I mean, really a pioneer in it. And and those comfort foods were just so important for us that were, you know, new to veganism and trying to eat more plant based or whatever it was. How did you go from that to being a self care coach?
1: Well, I became a mom and everything changed. I realized that I needed to be, while it was great to be feeding myself with healthy food, I needed to feed myself with more than that. And I loved giving that to all of my wonderful customers and clients of Allison's Gourmet. And now it's like, I have so much more for you than food. So I wanna feed you and help you live your life sustainably and happily.
0: So what do you mean when you say self-care? And I know this is something that a lot of people don't think about or it's just, sometimes we put ourselves on the back burner, we're so busy.
1: Sometimes, yes. (laughs) Some of us more than others, right? Yeah, self-care is, the way that I describe it, the most easy way to understand, self-care is what makes it so that we can give the world the best of us instead of what's left of us. And what I mean by that is when we are giving, 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 you know, so many of us are givers, and maybe we're not so good at giving to ourselves. And what happens is we end up depleted and then All these amazing things we're doing in the world, these great relationships, fantastic initiatives, and really purpose-driven things that we're doing, they suffer because we're not full. We're not giving from a place of fullness. And I want us to all be able to integrate easy, simple self-care strategies into our daily lives so that it doesn't have to be a two-week, two-week trip to Tahiti every year. And in fact, I don't even consider that quite self-care. And the reason is that what happens before we go on vacation? We're running around, getting ready to go. Then we go on vacation and practically collapse. And maybe at the end, we start really enjoying it. Then we get home And we're running around to catch up with everything that we, you know, had to put on hold. So a much more sustainable strategy is to weave it into the daily life.
0: Right. And you talk about your holistic self-care principles. I know you've got eight of them and you're going to share some of us right here on the show, right?
1: I am. Absolutely.
0: So let's dive right into that. So what are some of the things we could be doing to take better care of ourselves? And is this just for wealthy people or can anyone do it?
1: Well, the self-care practices that I recommend, pretty much they're all free. So you don't need to be wealthy to do them. And a lot of them are things that you're already doing. And what I advocate for is small tweaks to the things that we're already doing so that we are living better lives. For example, sleep. We're all already sleeping, hopefully, right? (laughs) And so how can we be better with our sleep? And one of the ways that I think we need to start is by knowing our sleep number, which has nothing to do with those mattress ads, right? It's about how many hours do you need to sleep at night? And most of us are between seven and nine. And if we allow ourselves to go to bed at a reasonable hour and naturally wake up, Without an alarm, without some kind of prompt, that's how we know how many hours we really need. If we're using an alarm, we're probably not getting enough sleep. Have you found that, Steve?
0: I'm trying, you know, you say that, I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, I don't set an alarm. I just kind of, my, I'm, I get enough sleep so I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's one know? thing, but, and it's not every night though.
1: Yeah, right, of course. Do you know what your sleep number is? Um, my sleep number is eight. Yeah, mine too. I'm right in the middle. And, you know, some people try to be all like, oh, I only need five or six hours. And, you know, I mean, I I don't really know anyone who that is really, really true for. Maybe it is Mm -hmm. possible, but I would fall back to how are you waking up? How do you feel when you wake up? And how are you getting through your day? Are you drinking caffeine? Are you eating sugar? Are you grabbing for those... You know less health supporting uh, snack foods in the afternoon, because a lot of times those kinds of cravings come up when really we 're not hungry we 're tired and we 're fighting that, so most people don 't realize that that 's actually a sign of being tired
0: well, what about napping? What do you think about because I know that like, that's like that 's a big wellness movement now and i 'm hearing about. Other countries have nap stations for their employees and things like that. And it's not really taken off here in the United States. Actually, I saw it on Shark Tank the other day uh-huh. that Show for Entrepreneur Shark Tank. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that. And so they, they were um, trying to pitch this idea about a nap center and the, the Sharks didn't
1: think we're ready for it here in the States. What do you think about napping? Yeah, our culture is really, uh, we have a lot of cultural messages that we need to kind of Uh, disentangle from and I think that napping is fantastic and I think that napping is not as finite as we think that it is so what I mean by that is we don't have to actually sleep so there there is the science shows that all we need to do is get horizontal and our parasympathetic nervous system will switch on and so even if all you can do is lie down for 10 minutes you don't have to fall asleep. That will help reset your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one that's responsible for our calm, that you know, kind of even keel, uh, temperate, temperate <laughs> uh, mood that we can have. So having that set point brought back is really, really helpful in the middle of the day. And sometimes uh, I do a meditation uh, called Vedic meditation, which is kind of like transcendental meditation where it's mantra based. And sometimes what happens when I'm doing my afternoon meditation, which is only 20 minutes in this style, I'll fall asleep. And that tells me I'm too tired and I'll stop the meditation and lie down because that's what I'm needing more than the meditation.
0: Would you, I just fell asleep. Would you... <laughs> <laughs> What would you say I missed that last part? No, that's but what, so that's the first thing is sleep. What would what would the next principle be?
1: Well, part of sleep is one of the things that I love about it so much is that we have infinite opportunities to practice it. We we get to do it every single night. So if tonight I don't get enough sleep, I can get more sleep tomorrow night and I can check in with myself in the morning and I can say well how did I do and what do I need to tweak and change to do better tonight and that leads into my second one which is self talk and it's that voice inside our heads and I ask is that voice a bully or a bestie and are you are you being kind and loving to yourself or are you trying to beat yourself into doing something that's good for you you know and that can come up really, it's a great way to practice it around sleep. So you can wake up and say, Oh, you didn't get enough sleep. Or you can say, Oh, okay, well, that one didn't work. And I, I like to think of it as research. I'm doing research. What works, what doesn't work. And from that, it's information. That's all it is. We don't need to judge it. We don't need to be harsh to ourselves. We can just say, what can I do better next time? What will? What's a new thing I can research? How does this work? So, being gentle with ourselves being is so ourselves. important. So now
0: you're going to share one more with us, and then we're going to move into something else. And I know food is a, a, something that we're we're thinking about, like what we're putting in our body, how important that is.
1: Absolutely. And so the next one is consumption. So it's what are we taking in and you know a lot of times we think about consumption Mm -hmm. as food and it food is a very important part it's what are we drinking what are we eating what are we taking in and also media what are we taking in from media Mm. whether it's social media or movies or tv or magazines what are the messages that we're taking in for example what you're putting out in the world steve is positive uplifting it's speaking to the highest self of the people listening that is something really beneficial to have in your life a lot of times the things that are out there aren't really about that they're they're intended to make us feel bad about ourselves so that we'll spend money on deodorant or makeup or you know something and not, not that I don't think we should have deodorant but you know there are things that that you know they're telling us there's something wrong with us and we need to buy something to make ourselves better appearance wise that kind of thing and those Those things really tear us down, and they're not life supporting health supporting positivity supporting
0: yeah that's that's interesting, so that's something you could really tune into so you're so the blinders are off you can't be manipulated when because they they've got some pretty tricky techniques on how they'll they'll get this to you won't they
1: it's true, and I really think uh, I saw a, a bumper sticker once that was brilliant it said who is profiting from your self-loathing? Who is oh, profiting from your self-loathing?
0: Yeah, that sounds and, like something you'll see in Seattle.
1: Right. Well, I used to live there, as you know. Right. So, <laughs> I, I think you could probably have that in California too, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. So, um, what made you switch? So, with with helping people get off dairy, like, what are you seeing with people limiting dairy? On our show, we talk about getting that juice in your body and we talk about eating more plant-based foods and things like that. And what do we know about dairy and, and why has that become a focus for
1: you? Well, as a mother, I, I had a whole new awakening. I was already vegan. Uh, my daughter's 11. I've been vegan for 21 years. And when I had her, I had this whole new awakening. And it happened one day when I was nursing her and when she was really young, uh, just you know maybe a few days old and everything was perfect in that moment like the room temperature was perfect we were in sync and the you know the weather was beautiful the light was coming in just so amazingly and all of a sudden out of nowhere i just had this whole wash over my body of grief and i couldn't i thought to myself what is going on here? Everything is so perfect here. How could I possibly be feeling this in this moment? And it hit me that I wasn't feeling my own personal grief. I was experiencing the grief for all the mothers who didn't have this experience, all the cows who weren't able to bond with their babies. And it, it just hit me in such a new way. And I realized wow. This is a really important piece of the puzzle that we need to look at, that drinking cow's milk or drinking animal's milk has become so normalized in our culture, and it is so not normal. I mean, most people think if, if I offered somebody a latte made with human's breast milk, they would probably think I was crazy, right?
0: Well. I don't know. I've seen everything these days. days I've seen everything. <laughs> Like people, I mean, it just seems people will eat anything. I've seen, I've seen it all. Fungus, worms, uh, cockroaches, they're grounding up and calling it protein now. And it's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it?
1: Amazing is one word for it. Yes. That's very generous. Is is it the
0: right word? (laughs) Give me the word. I know you've got it. You're a wordsmith.
1: (laughs) Well, I would call it vile. I, it's, you know, and desperate and perhaps uneducated. Um, You know, so really most people would recoil at the thought of drinking a rat's milk, a cat's milk, dog's milk, pig's milk, but cow's milk, yeah, sure, makes perfect sense. And the only reason is because the dairy lobby spends over a billion dollars a year, every year, in the U.S. alone to make us think that drinking cow's milk is normal, healthy, and even wholesome, And it's just the farthest from the truth. And I really wanted to help people. You've know, you been vegan for a long time. How many people have said to you, I could never live without cheese. Like you're some kind of saint because you can, right?
0: Well, you know, back in those days, they didn't have the amazing vegan cheeses they have now. I can't believe what's out there now. I mean, there's really no reason to not be able to eliminate dairy because the replacements are phenomenal.
1: I absolutely agree. I tell people now, if if ever there was a time, it is now. I mean, back in the day, 21 years ago, we were suffering. I mean, we had powdered soy milk. This stuff was nasty. And that was kind yeah. of all we had. And, you know, our our um, our ice cream was like this icy rice-based thing. And, you know, it just, it wasn't really that great. So, if I could survive through that, being the food snob that I am, anybody could be vegan today. <laughs> I <laughs> say the same we do-
0: thing. It, Well, it kind of comes back to what you're saying with the manipulation and the advertising and the money that's involved. And, and, and the funniest thing, the irony you can say in saying milk is a natural, right? Wasn't that always the dairy? Uh, that was one of them. And when you think of the vision, I you, I know you probably have seen that bumper sticker with the... With the man on the cow's breast drinking the milk, and it says milk is a natural with a question mark. Yes. So, is it really a natural? And how, did they, how are they able to manipulate? And how is it that they're not shutting me down right now? Because there's a lot of money involved in getting this kind of information out there. There's a lot of money that goes you know, what happened to Oprah.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think that, you know, did you know that Got Milk? Of course, we all know that campaign. Did you know that it's one of the most successful ad campaigns of all time? Wow. And guess who owns the copyright? The U.S. government. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's about how you know the FDA is all intertwined. And I'll leave it at that so that you don't get shut down. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's just know that... What, let's just talk about some of the benefits if we're going to give up dairy, because now we've really hit people over the head. But from a, from a health standpoint, what are some of the things pe- that people might experience?
1: Well, a lot of people don't realize that dairy is one of the top allergens and it it's inflammatory. So it's no wonder that we have problems when we consume dairy. It's causes acne, eczema, arthritis, congestion, asthma, earaches, migraines, irritable bowel syndrome. I mean, all kinds of things. So if you just imagine taking this thing out of your diet, you can replace it with amazing other options and all of that is just relieved from you. It's, it's really incredible how dairy is so high in cholesterol, saturated fats, and sugars that it actually fuels heart disease, obesity, diabetes, and even cancer because it is a growth formula that grows whoever's eating it. That's what all every mammal's milk is growth formula for their babies. And it's meant to be consumed during the growing years. If you don't want to be physically growing, then maybe don't drink growth formula or eat it.
0: And I know you've got that dairy detox. What's your website for our listeners to tune in? And I want to, after we talk about that, I want to share with everyone what I'm really excited about too is, is what you have figured out and dialed in to create our own salad bar in our kitchen. And I want to implement that. So what's yeah. the best way to get a hold of you?
1: So my website is allisonriverssampson.com. And if you're interested in the Dairy Detox, that's just thedairydetox.com. Okay. i will we'll yeah. give you guys links below the
0: show notes. If you're listening on, on iHeartRadio, go to juice guru radio on this show and you'll find it. Um, as, you, as a subscriber, you'll find it there. So that's fine. I'm really excited about this uh, offer you've got for our audience that we've got something really valuable a $50 thing that you're giving away for just $5 and it's something that allows us to create our own salad bar in our kitchen and I actually I'm going to get it right after we do the interview because I want to start planning after my juice cleanse how I'm going to set this up. What exactly is this?
1: Yeah. So in our family, we, at least one meal a day is a huge salad. It's often lunch. And one of the things that I have heard from my coaching clients so much is how they, you know, they want to eat more vegetables, but they don't have the time for all the chopping, slicing, dicing, everything that it takes to interact with vegetables. And so I I developed this myself, the DIY salad bar, and uh, it's using your food processor. And there's a, a really easy way to do it, where you can spend under an hour a week preparing all of your vegetables, and then each day when you make a salad, it takes like three minutes, and you just and you're done. So.
0: Oh, that's smart.
1: Yeah, in this uh, in this guide, it's there's a little ebook that you get. That's a guide telling you, you know, which vegetables to do, which ones to slice, which ones to shred, how long each thing keeps, my favorite methods for storage, and uh, you'll see a beautiful photo of my refrigerator, and uh, I love organization, and so you'll be able to see that just in that photo you'll be like wow okay yeah she likes organization but that visual appeal is what brings me back to plants all the time and that's what brings us all back to plants I mean with all the different you know theories about diet the one thing everybody agrees upon is that plants are the answer and they're beautiful and enticing and that tells us yes eat me And uh, also in the guide is a video, a very short video that you can look at and just I'll zip through and show you exactly how to do it.
0: So, and it's normally a $50 product. It's for our audience for $5. It's killing me to hear this because I'm on the Global Juice Fest right now and I haven't had food in four days. So (laughs) if you're listening um, on Juice Guru Radio, just go to the website and under the show with Allison River Sampson, you'll find that. So once again, we want to thank our guest, Alice River Sampson, for being here on g Radio. Alison, anything to say in closing about holistic healthcare, how we can uh, treat ourselves better, or anything that we didn't touch on during the interview that you wanted to share with our audience?
1: I just really want people to know that self-care is not about being selfish. It's about giving the world the best of us instead of what's left of us. And if you think of taking care of yourself as an act of generosity, with the ability to be to give generously, be sustainable in your giving, and give without resentment, giving from a place of full. Then you'll see just how kind you are to be to everyone else when you give to yourself. You're better to be with.
0: Again, it's Allison River Simpson right here on Juice Crew Radio. I'm Steve Persack, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juiceguru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.